You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our great cavalcade of guests starts today at 4 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll have five guests joining us to break down Championship Sunday in the NFL, all giving their unique 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 perspective on the Lions and the Niners and the Chiefs and the Ravens. Warren Moon, Pro Football Hall of Famer, among the guests who will join us coming up today. All our bets for tonight coming up in the Power Hour, final hour of the show. And uh, just just surveying the board for tonight, we have another, I guess this isn't technically like head coach fired game, but with Wes Unseld, quote-unquote, transitioning to a front office What role. is that? Yeah, it's... I mean, basically anything that ever happens with the Wizards, I feel like, yeah. what is that is an appropriate reaction. They've earned no currency. Cause so it's whenever they do anything, I just, my default is like, well, that's stupid. Because it's a stupid franchise. Right, exactly. Let's get Brad Beal a Supermax. How's he doing in Phoenix? I'm mean, just like... Uh, so we got the Wizards tonight, potentially, if if we're interested in that particular angle. And uh, I, I said it to close the last segment. Blackhawks just gave Peter Morazic a contract extension. He loves Chicago. He's been playing well. Stuart Skinner, who's been unbelievable for Edmonton, ain't playing tonight. It's Calvin Jean-Luc Picard, or Picard, oh, whatever, no. as, Edmonton, yeah. as Edmonton's Blackhawks goalie. Make it so. Yeah. And Edmonton's won 14 straight games. The Blackhawks have lost 12 straight games on the road. It's like the opposite of the irresistible force and the immovable object. And did I mention the price is massive? Just saying. Haven't placed the bet yet. I might end up placing a bet tonight on the Blackhawks. That's really funny. To knock off the Oilers in Edmonton. But uh, for now. So we don't, we don't have any imaging for this yet because we don't know what we're going to call this segment. I think this is going to be something we're going to do a lot. And I'm pretty excited for it. I think the segments like are going to be. A couple months. Abs- yeah, yeah, for a couple months. I think this is going to be this is going to be great. So, you know. Thursdays during football season, we would do P-squared, B-squared NFL awards, hit every NFL award market. And, you know, my personal opinion, and I am a little biased, but also I'm honest. I think it's the best award market analysis out there, courtesy of Ken Barkley. And I try and chime in with witty one-liners and where where I can. But the analysis is always sensational. We're going to attempt to do that in the NHL and the NBA. Because there are so many award markets, obviously, we can't like, it, it would take us a whole four-hour show, and we've got other stuff we have to do, obviously. So in lieu of that, uh, Ken, you came up with this idea, and why don't you kind of uh, share it with the audience here in short form, and we'll figure out what we're going to name it as we move along, and we'll get some music and imaging for it, etc. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, I don't know, like about 60% through hockey season, and maybe a little less through NBA season. So there's, I mean, these markets have been open for a long time, months, and they've all moved around a lot and favorites have been like established in a lot of them, uh, at least recently or in the last couple months. And so it's, you know, I, I wouldn't think of this like, well, Ken's about to give me the winning bet in 10 markets or something like that. It's more just, we haven't talked about some of these a- at all, actually, since the season started. And I think it's just really good to give you an idea where we're at and kind of just casually go through some of this stuff where... Hey, look, like here's how the market opened. Here's how we got to where we are. 
And here's where I think we're going. And in some of them, the answer is going to be like, we're going to the favorite winning. That's where we're going. We're 60% through the hockey season. If you don't think we're going toward the favorite winning in some of these, like too many games have happened. So just not, it's not realistic. Um, but, you know, I think there are a couple that can still get pretty interesting and we can kind of do this each week. So I'll, I'll try to pick out some, I mean, I can do all of them. It just depends on how long it takes. It's going to take too long this week. So I, I try to just kind of pick out a few that I think either are topical or interesting or, um, you know, just have some kind of hook with maybe something that happened the night before or whatever, just to kind of give you an idea of, again, it's not going to be like, let's flood money into this right now. But it's like, look, like this is exactly where we're at. Just because honestly, uh, we haven't talked about most of these. So if you only listen to the show for award analysis, you don't really know where we're at with any of this stuff. And uh, and the goal is to just kind of help, uh, help illuminate some of these. And I, and I will say, just like, because I knew we were doing this, I don't know what the markets that we're going to hit are. That was kind of the whole point of this, is that I am in the dark, much like, I'm, I'm being kept in the dark, looking for the answer. Uh, just like our listeners and viewers are. I, I don't know what, what the what markets we're going to discuss, but I know we're gonna, the, two, the two sports we're going to hit, and I'm looking at all the various markets, and in hockey... It does kind of seem like, Ken, and I'll let you kind of take the floor if we do any of these high hockey award markets. It does feel like in some of these, just like the favorites going to win. Like Hart Trophy, yeah. I guess like Nathan McKinnon could lose. I don't know. It kind of feels like he's going to win. He's a minus choice. Like minus 125 at MGM2. Price moved 70 cents last night on his on his well, huge game. That's what, four, that's what, four, that's what four, four goals will do that for yeah. you, I think, uh, as the Avalanche, the favorite to win the Stanley Cup at our show sponsor, BetMGM. So, Jake, uh, see if you can grab recommends here, just so we have a little music underneath us. Whenever you have it, bring it up here. And, Ken, sure. let's, uh, let's spin the old wheel here. And what is the first award market for award market roulette? I have that website up, BetMGM.com, and I will be feverishly clicking to, to bring the odds <laughs> sure. once I know what the market is. I, I kind of wanted to, I, I could have started in a few places um, where there were more options, but I, I do think the, probably the right place to start because it's it's like kind of a big time market is in the NBA and uh, to start with rookie of the year, which we haven't talked about at all and like how that market might. T- so for people who are like, what's what about NBA MVP? We've done that to death on this show. It's the one award we have done a lot. So like that, that ain't going to be a part of this like ever, probably, to be honest, because honestly, if something interesting enough happens, we'll just do it on the show when it happens. Like Embiid gets hurt. Jokic gets hurt. Jokic plays well. Embiid plays well, whatever. Um, but yeah, NBA rookie of the year. Uh, it it was not interesting for a while. And uh, and maybe it maybe it gets more interesting here. And uh, and I think kind of like the jumping off point for this was the two was the game that these two teams played last night. The Thunder blowing out the Spurs, one forty to one fourteen. Um, Victor Webinyama statistically outperforming Chet Holmgren in the game, despite the fact that the Spurs uh, lost by twenty six points. Wemby with tw- uh, twenty four and twelve. Chet Holmgren seventeen and nine. And. Chet Holmgren had been the favorite in this market for a while. Obviously, Wembenyama opened the season as the favorite. But Holmgren yet usurped him for a while after that like, turnaround three-pointer that he hit against the Golden State Warriors and the Thunder ended up winning that game in overtime early in the season. Now Wembenyama's out, back out, to a pretty decent-sized favorite, Ken. Wem- Wemby, hashtag Wemby, is minus 175. Holmgren plus 145 for bleeps and giggles. I will also say Jaime Jaquez is 250 to one and Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. I might start betting Brandon Miller points over every game now, by the way, with what they were going to do and trade everyone basically, except for him and LaMelo. Scoot and Brandon Miller both at 500 to one, but Ken, obviously a two horse race here with Wembenyama and Chet Holmgren. So how do you break it down? Yeah, and you you alluded to it just for people who haven't followed this market really closely. Wembenyama was when he was drafted number one overall was a huge favorite. Um, Chet kind of gradually gained on him and gained on him and gained on him and uh, eventually became a favorite. 
and that stayed the same for about two months where Chet would be like a small favorite and Wembenyama would be a small dog. And then very recently, like in the last 10 days, Wembenyama started like all the, the favorite flipped again and he became a favorite and his price has gotten bet out really aggressively in the last like 48 hours, partly because of his performance last night and partly because of the stat line that he put up when the team gave up 70 points to Joel Embiid uh, the other night. And I, I think if you listen to kind of like reporters that cover the league talk about this, my sense is is that Wembenyama is going to win this award, and even some of the reporters who were like much much more bullish on Chet and just wanted to acknowledge that he's having this like really outstanding season, are sort of now admitting, even on social media or in the content that they produce, that like Chet's ahead now. But like literally, they, they, this is them saying this: like Chet's ahead now, but won't be ahead at the end of the season. And they're almost like resigned to the fact that Wembenyama. I think they almost wanted to give it to Chet, and that Wembenyama just if the stats are going to look like this that it's just eventually it's not going to be close and it's close right now. Now, there are two things that created this. One is the move from Wembenyama from power forward to center, uh, which has like enabled him to accumulate some really ridiculous stat lines, rebounding and blocking shots and just like gives him, I think, the you know, like the ability to have bigger stat lines and then Popovich even announcing last night that he was going to start playing more minutes sometimes which again more minutes handicapping the NBA prop markets especially is almost entirely about minutes and how many minutes everybody's going to play and who's going to play less or more than they have been before if he's going to play more the stats are going to go up he's going to look even better and so you're I think you're starting to get some louder voices saying like hey this was really neat that it was a race but like it's about to kind of not be a race anymore the one kind of thing that Chet has in his corner and he'll have it the entire rest of the season is that his team's going to be really good. They're going to win 50 plus games. How many more they went after that is kind of open for debate. Are they going to be the one seed? Are they going to be the four seed? Somewhere in that range. And uh, Bill Simmons did a pod three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and his direct quote was, just want to let everybody know if Chet finishes top three in the West, I'm voting for him no matter what. Now, people that say things like that, even prominent voices, frequently change their minds probably more than they'd like to admit on things like that like if we get to, to kevin stefanski to be Ryan's. it just uh <laughs> when you when when you say something with certainty like some of that's for content honestly we do that on our show too um say things with like a lot more energy than maybe is actually kind of like actually happening there so there will be some segments of the voting population that's like no i'm going to vote for the guy who wins Except that this award literally never goes to that, ever. It's never about who wins, ever. It's about raw statistical accomplishment. And uh, my best guess here uh, is that Wembenyama becomes minus 500 before he becomes even money. That's just kind of my guess about how this plays out. And that doesn't mean there's some great opportunity yet. And uh, and we should talk about Brandon Miller briefly for a second after I'm done. But um, just the way I kind of see this going is the way that it's gone the last couple of days. Because again, listen, like playing it now he's playing a different position. Now he's playing more minutes. Now the stat lines start to look really jarring between him and Chet Holmgren. They weren't looking like that before. Now they are looking like that. That that That's a big thing. That makes a big difference. So my best guess is he gets bet out to a really big favorite sometime before the All-Star break, something like that. And my best guess is that he would then hold on and win. Nick and Ken, you better you bet here on a Thursday. Award market roulette talking NBA Rookie of the Year right now. We'll go to Brandon Miller in a second. One narrative-y thing on this award. Curious if you agree and if you think it matters, even if you do agree. So we've talked about with NBA Most Valuable Player, right, that Joel Embiid is aware kind of of the perception and that he wants to, probably wants to win the award. Not a criticism at all. 
I would want to win NBA Most Valuable Player if I could. I totally get it. Does it seem to you, Ken, that Wembenyama, like, really wants to win this award? And, like, it takes it personally that Holmgren's won a couple Rookie of the Months in a row. And you kind of get the sense, like, like watching Chet Holmgren interviews, post-game interviews, etc., that it's not that he doesn't care, but that he's focused on the team winning. And the Spurs are, what, 8-8-600 eight, eight, eight this year. And Wembenyama wants to win Rookie of the Year. Do you sense that also? Do you Does that matter to you at all if you handicap this award? Well, I mean, I think the, the play that you're going to point to, right, is the Wembenyama dunk on Chet last night, where it's like a, you know, kind of like an in-your-face kind of a moment. Um, I do think that the Spurs are both interested in developing him and showcasing him and so they're making decisions that are going to continue to increase his production like i care about that because that means his numbers are going to look really a lot better at the end of the year like they're they're trying to figure out the right way to use him and so they're continuing to tweak and continuing to tweak and so he's looking better and better and better because like their sole focus this year is essentially developing him into the best possible player like man if you're betting rookie of the year and one team's sole focus is winning the west and the other team's sole focus is developing one guy <laughs> yeah, then right. like you're you're at a natural advantage even if even if because okay and i'll just remind people like even if you listen to this you go like oh you're crazy chet's better like that's not the point of the exercise like i i think chet's a great player too i think he's in he's gonna make first team all nba defense this year probably uh you know we'll see how it goes at the end of the year but at least second team all nba defense maybe Embiid makes first team this year but like that's awesome what do i think the voters are gonna do and if you start to really like draw a, a large difference between some of these stat lines the voters are going to lose their ability to break the tie with the fact that Chet wins. Chet needs it to be close because he wins because his team wins. If it's not close, then it's not even a conversation. He can't use that tiebreaker. And I think it's about to be not close. That's probably the way, right way I would look at it. And just for, for context, because Ken's mentioning defensive player, right, maybe first team all defense, Chet Holmgren is currently the second choice in the market to be defensive player of the year overall. Rudy Gobert is a huge favorite, minus 350, so I'm not saying Chet's going to win, but he is the second choice in the market right now. Anthony Davis and OG and Ananobi behind Chet Holmgren. Um, on Brandon Miller, who's, what, four straight 20-point games, and basically the Hornets are trading anything that's not bolted down and that means like LaMelo Ball and obviously Brandon Miller. Um, 500 to 1, Ken, Brandon Miller is at BetMGM. Yeah, so I, I, I looked at this the other day and I tried to just, you know, I try to be really reasonable with this stuff. You're, this award always goes to like a top four or five pick every single year with like one exception in 50 years. And so if you're even if you're going to try to find a long shot, like I think Hawkes got some run for a while. It just wasn't, that's not what this was going to be. Hawkes is a great player. He'll help them in the playoffs a ton. It's just like, that's not what this was going to be. And so if you're looking for like the crazy, crazy price, and I think to need, I think what you need here, and I, you know, you, I would never root for this. I mean, especially like, I don't even have a lot of money in this market. I'm not really rooting for anything. Um, I think it's like, well, what if Wembanyama doesn't, play a lot of games the rest of the year what if he gets hurt which is always a consideration what if he he and chet both because of their size their dimensions are probably more susceptible to an injury than other players and i don't Dem want feet. either of them to get hurt they're they're too good they're too awesome like i don't want either of them to get hurt but i would call brandon miller like the break glass in case of emergency candidate which is like he's probably going to start scoring a lot and my guess for what happens to him in the market is that he becomes like the 500 who goes to 40 or something like that and it's and never wins and there'll be somebody that'll be like oh like we bet him at 500 and he's 40 and be like <laughs> yeah but he's getting there's let's say there's 100 voters he's getting zero votes he just but he's like the price drop maybe um and i actually could see i could see at some point him and chet getting closer if when just starts nuking everybody but like 
that's kind of all it is right now. I think you need an injury or something really crazy, like act of God type stuff for Brandon Miller to win, even though these trades and these injuries like do clear the way for him to score a lot more. But, but what about Scoot? Yeah, that's what Portland's saying right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> scoot, scoot, scoot your ass out of the conversation, buddy. At least they got DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Who has nothing, has nothing to prove, quote, I'm a max player. Yeah, because he's rich You know now. what? I was going to say, it's like himself either. He quit. I'm rich. And then the next line, which I won't say on a family friendly show. On the other side, we will spin the wheel yet again. More award market roulette coming up next with Nick and Ken.